0: people say. You guys know it, right? Isn't it Mandisa in there? Yeah, yeah. It's a cool song. Anyway, um, we always read it exactly how it is said. Praise the Lord, because we should read the Bible exactly how it is said. However, we can apply it in a different direction. So for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Go back to Matthew. I'm a little echoey. Matthew ten eight. freely you have received, freely give. What are we giving? What have we received? If we have a, you know, a lot of money, usually we feel to give money. If we have a lot of food and a lot of good sk- skills in cooking, we'll give food. If we've gotten love, we like to give love. Um, but go back to Mark. I'm going back and forth. Thank you so much, Ethan, for bearing with me. Uh, yeah that one for what will it profit a man let's change it around if he gains the whole if okay what will it profit a man like a friend if I give him the whole world but I do nothing for his soul
1: am I making you ring
0: I don't know what's happening but I can do we talk need to loud. stand further
1: apart I guess
0: it won't record so I should keep in the mic you guys tell us what we need to do for the sound um, so we love to give things away we love to give extra clothes. <laughs> it's gonna distract me. I'm gonna put this down until it gets fixed. Um,
1: they can't fix it if you put it down.
0: Okay, it's it's just ringing too much. I'm distracted. Okay, Sorry, guys. my bad. So if we if we give someone, human, we'll call it the humanitarian things. We experience this a lot in Cambodia. It's great, and they'll love you, and it's amazing. Yes, bring me food, bring me gifts, fix my house up, do this and that. But what is it gonna benefit? that person, if I give them the whole world and do nothing for their soul. So yeah, that goes for me too. What does what a profit me if I gain the whole world but lose my soul? But what about our ministry? It's great to give humanitarian things and do humanitarian works, but what is it worth if I give this person, the whole world, a nice house, new clothes, food to eat every night, and I do nothing for their soul? It, it doesn't profit them. So Who would say that soul winning or sharing their faith, they don't have a personality that really fits doing that? Raise your hand. I'm not raising my hand as an example. I'm raising my hand because I feel like I don't have the personality that fits it. Okay, cool. Who would say that they are saved by grace through faith and the Holy Spirit lives inside of them? Awesome. So we are all appointed and anointed to share our faith and to be soul winners. It's not about our personality about his personality. It's not about our heart. It's about his heart.
1: Usually when we look at our personality, we're comparing it to somebody else, and we're not supposed to be like anyone else. We're supposed to be the best us we can be. So we can evangelize. Every one of us can evangelize with our personality, and every one of us can share the gospel because we've all received something. At the very basic level, we've received salvation, so we can all share about salvation.
0: Freely you have received, so freely give. Everyone in here has received salvation, which means you know enough give salvation. So good news.
2: <laughs> We're
0: all capable. Everyone in here, you've been given the check, you've been deputized. You have everything you need to go out and win the lost. So my next question and I think my last question, at least for a while, who would say they're just really scared? Again, I'm not raising my hand as an example raise raising my hand because I'm answering my own question. Okay, well, let's look at 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear power and of love and a sound mind <clears throat> repeat after me god has not given me
1: god has not given me a spirit of fear a spirit of fear
0: god has given me god has given me power, power, power love, 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 love and a sound mind and
1: a sound mind so if you have a little bit of fear she's not saying you're of the devil or anything she's just saying we all have like stuff we need to work out in ourselves because this is what god's given us this is the this is the example the prototype this is what we're aiming for a sound power, power love. love, and a sound mind. If we're not there, we've at least got something to shoot for. It's great to have something to work towards.
0: Because again, it's not about our personality, and it's not about where we're at. It's about where God's at. It's about His personality. We're saved by grace. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So, it doesn't matter if flesh gin, earth suit gin, feel scared. God, didn't, the reality is this. God did not give me a spirit of fear. God gave me Love, power, love, and a sound mind. So there's the feelings and there's the truth. So it's not to say you're not going to feel fear, but you have to talk yourself out of it that, nope, that's not what God's given me. Nope, fear's not for me. Nope, I don't agree with fear and I don't <coughs> bow down to it, so I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to obey God even though I'm not quite uh, bold about it yet.
1: So if we go to Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, what we have here is what is called the Great Commission. And this is what Jesus tells every believer to do. Not just like specific evangelist or anyone in a certain office, but this is every specific believer. Every believer, everyone who believes on Jesus is to do this. Like him. Yes. So it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, who ran out of breath there, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. I love that this translation has lo. That is one of my favorite words in the Bible. So the Great Commission, how do we do this? How do we uh, do this? It's great when we see it. We're just like, okay, I'm going to do that. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So we have to figure out how to do it. How do we convince people to share this and to do this great commission that we've been commissioned to do? Where is the power from? Like how do we have, what, what is our power to do this? And we find that in the scripture of God's holy word, in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 6, which says, put a 10 in front of that 6, please. (laughs) Ethan? 16. 16, 116? 116. Good old Romans. And it says on my sheet, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. So the good news is, The way that we accomplish this Great Commission is we just share the gospel because that's where the power is. We don't have to have a specific personality because our power isn't in our personality. We might have more charismatic people and that might help them to feel more comfortable, but that's not where the power is. That's not what's going to keep them when difficulties come. What's going to keep them is the gospel, the word of God.
0: So what's the power of God? Yell it
1: out. The gospel. Good job, guys.
0: What's the power of God? God? Yeah. Oh. Is my personality the power of God? No. Is the power of God hindered by my personality? No.
1: no. It's exemplified.
0: So, um, me and Ethan talked about this a long time ago, but we have different personalities. I'm like a here, like not level-wise, like like energy-wise. Like, I'm like a here, and Ethan's like a here.
1: If y'all don't know, Ethan's the handsome man in the back <laughs> yeah. by the computer.
0: Okay. He's single-late. No. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, so... I am going to go witness to him and share my faith. Say I don't know him, so I really have no clue how he's going to react. I'm going to go in my own personality because I don't know how to gauge because I have no clue. Hey, man, how are you doing today? What's up? He's probably like, I'm fine, thanks. Like, whoa, you just stepped into my bubble. Like, you're way energetic. So you might look at someone else and think they're so much more outgoing than me. They would do this so much better than me. But Ethan might run away from me. Because I'm a high-energy level, outgoing person. Maybe he needs someone that's just like, hey, man, are, are you new here? And just some mellow personality like Donald, a little quieter, a little goofier, a little lighter. Mm-hmm. So your personality is not a hindrance to the power of God. Your personality was created by the power of God, specifically. God created your personality specifically for his purposes for you. So, so don't worry. If you feel like it doesn't fit with something God's calling you to, he called you to it, you go ahead and do it, and he's going to work it all out.
1: So for those of you that don't know, two Mondays ago, we had a really well-known pastor, or I guess missionary to the United States, named Rodney Howard Brown, come to our church. And what he did is he really helped Jen simplify, like, sharing the gospel for her. And she's just going to share a few points that really helped her. With the simplicity aspect
0: yeah, so, of sharing the gospel. So all my, um, I guess my spiritual life, my life as a Christian, people say, share your faith. You need to share your faith. Go and share your faith. That's such a big, like, phrase. It's broad. It's very great. broad. It's very broad. So I'm thinking, okay, share my faith. That means I have to go explain to someone why, like, why do you trust the Bible? Because of the word of God? Yeah, but a man wrote it. Okay, um. But God inspired, like, I have to have an answer for every question. That means that share my faith, I have to be able to explain everything, and I have to be able to give them the answer to every problem they have and always be on top of it. That's what I thought. And so I was like, I can't do that. Like, no, I don't know the Bible well enough. Like, I'm not a theologian. I don't understand. There's people that know the Bible way better than me. I can't do that. And so when Dr. Rodney came around, and I, this was before the, the, when he came here in Addis, Um, But when I heard about this thing he had created, it simplified it. Sharing your faith could be a variety of things. It could be praying for someone, it could be encouraging someone, it could be sharing the joy of your salvation, or it could be leading them to salvation through Jesus Christ. And he simplified that into this tiny little box that I'm like, I can do that. (laughs) I can do that. That's so simple and so clear. And so um, he's a lot of what we're going to share with you tonight is a lot from that simplified version. And sometimes um, a clear, practical way to do something is so freeing. And the spirit can flow through um, something that's so practical. You think, you know, "This this is too raw. This is too dry. No, no, no. The spirit can flow through it because you have what you need and you realize it's not that hard. And you're willing and obedient, and the Spirit flows through it. So, um, a few things that Dr. Rodney's team says, and they will say this anytime you hear them talk about souls, anytime you hear them talk about um, winning the loss, you'll hear probably these phrases over and over and over again, and I love them. So, I just wanted to quote a few. <clears throat> the first one soul winning is not a program, it's a passion. So, a lot of times we think it's just a part of the church, just the evangelists and the people that they've recruited. to go and do this event, you know, they're just this, just like the intercessors, we've got to keep them over here, and we're going to keep the evangelists over here, and we're just going to separate, it's it's not a program, it's not a piece, it's a passion.
1: So in the Bible, there's a scripture that talks about practicing (laughs) practicing encouragement, and just like you have to practice encouragement, you have to practice speaking to people about the gospel before it can really become a passion in you, Because if you don't do it, you're not going to really get passionate about it. Like, I wasn't really passionate about guitar until I started doing it, and I started seeing progress, and that's when a passion started to really grow.
0: That's good. The second one, soul winning is not an event. It's a lifestyle, which goes right along with it. The third one, souls are the wealth of heaven and of hell. The Bible says that the streets of heaven are paved with gold. So gold the most highly valued substance on earth is basically like dirt in heaven. It's under our feet. What's valued in heaven? What makes heaven worthwhile? What makes heaven rich? Souls. What makes hell rich? Souls. (coughs) So keeping that in mind, you and I are called to, and this is like so, it's just so cute the way it fits. You are called to populate heaven and plunder hell. Populate heaven. Fill it up as much as you can, and plunder, steal from hell as many as you can. That's our calling as Christians. Every single one of us. Not the ones that call themselves an evangelist. Not the ones that are loud and outgoing. Not the ones who have been in Bible school for 12 years. Every Christian, if you got saved yesterday, you can share your faith and lead someone to Jesus. The only thing we can bring to heaven is souls can't bring our <clears throat> I'm a worship leader position. We can't bring our, you know, I raised 5 kids and they were all successful in life. Can't bring my I was a CEO. Hey, I fed 3,000 orphans every single week. You can't bring any of it. All you can bring is souls. What does it profit if I give someone the whole world but I do nothing for their soul? Souls is the only thing that matters. And when we say that, we're not saying evangelism matters more than anything else. It means in everything, souls is the purpose. I used to not like when people said that. Souls is all that matters. And I'm like, are you telling me that my worship, like all my planning for worship music doesn't matter because evangelism is all that matters? No, it means the purpose for this is souls. It's not to sound good. It's not to make someone cry. It's not to get claps. It's for souls. It's for people to be in relationship and to encounter the Lord Jesus. When we teach classes, when we have school, when we go out and feed people, the purpose is souls always. So, I'd like, to have a testimony, Chris? Would you come up and share real quick?
1: We can give you the mic, even though it's not turned on, if you'd like. Microphones,
0: you turn on,
1: or you could just hold it while it's off and see, still. Beep
3: beep beep beep. Is it buzzing? I do like microphones. Okay, so. I'm most comfortable evangelizing out on the streets in uh downtown baton rouge and uh there's there's a server living house a block down from where we set up and so sometimes those guys come in we feed them so a group of three of them came one guy was in a wheelchair they were all just really uh really glad we were there really needing church really needing to connect and you know one of them i was able to talk to personally and I was talking to him for a while. And I could tell he he loved the Lord. But just because someone, you know, you don't know where someone's at in their life. So I let him in the, uh, I actually, I said, so let me ask you a question. If you die today, would you go to heaven? And he said, no, I wouldn't. So this is a guy who's who's a believer, you know, who knows, knows Jesus. But he says, no, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go there. So I think he was a wise man because of that. He didn't give me fluff. He just told me, no, I wouldn't. So, okay, let's, let's, let us let's me quickly share with you what the Bible says. So I ran through the Right Howard Brown script and, and uh, he prayed the prayer of salvation. And I said, do you, said, okay, how do you feel right now? He says, I feel, I feel free right now. And so I said, let me ask you this. Like, when you come up here, what do you feel? He said, I felt peace. I said, like, well, where did it come from? He says it comes from God. He said, "Why is it here?" Because he said, "Because you all came out here." I said, "We came in the name of Jesus, and we came for you." And so, the uh, this it's it never it never hurts anybody. It only helps someone. It's never ever 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 going to hurt to do this to to share the gospel with someone. It's only going to help.
1: Let me ask you a question, real quick. So. a while back you you told me you were driving your car and you felt like you were supposed to share with somebody and you turned your car around cuz you passed him up. Yes. Why did you do that?
3: I had been witnessing all day. It was it was a Sunday and I was there and I was just full of the Holy Ghost. I had all this momentum and I had just uh I was like, "Okay, it's time to knock off for the day, right? Lord, right? Right?" Now? Okay. So then I see this guy, he's walking on the street, and I just see a five dollar bill. I'm like, again, okay. Another. Yes, okay. I'm on the clock. Still on the clock. Let's do this thing. So then I and I turn out and I pass him up. And I I just pass him up, you know. I was supposed to pull over and witness to him, but I was like, Ah, I just I'm so tired. <laughs> Please. Uh, okay. But then I saw it just so happened that was when uh when jeremy and danielle were here they had just left y'all's house cuz this is like and they had passed me on the service road and he waves at me i'm like he's not getting my assignment i need to go i need to turn around so <laughs> so then i pulled i pulled into the park uh, parking lot of a of a of a gas station right as he was walking and we intercepted it like the exact right time so we rolled down the window and then i recognized the guy he was somebody that I had witnessed to when we did an outreach behind the church, in the neighborhood behind the church. I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, hey man. It's like God told me to give you this five dollar bill. It's like, okay, yeah, and we and it we just went through uh, just inviting him to church. And honestly, I, I I missed the opportunity to use the gospel soul winning script. I think it would have would have helped. And every now and then I still see the guy on the street, but but uh I don't know, it's just, there's hundreds and hundreds of opportunities if you're just, uh, if you're just open to taking a little bit of your time. Because the, there's, there's never going to be a time when you witness that it's not inconvenient. You know, it's always like, I'm doing something. Oh, Lord, you want me to talk to that person? Okay, I guess I have to interrupt what I'm doing in order to save somebody's soul. That's worth interrupting your day, you know. Any else?
1: So the reason why I asked Chris that is because last week, Pastor Carl talked about whenever he, God gives him a word, he, ha- he feels this super strong conviction that he has to give it. And if he doesn't, he just feels like he's going to die. Yeah. And Chris felt like he had to turn back. Yeah. At some point, he was just like, okay, I, I can't ignore it anymore. And he just went for it. Yeah. And if you haven't felt this feeling, it's okay. This is, it, this is the passion being built. Chris has built a passion for this. He consistently does this and because of that he has a passion for souls. So what I'm really trying to get at is we all just have to start consistently doing this even if it's not something that we feel our personality fits for.
0: And any fire will burn out if it's not stoked. So we have to continue to stoke the fire and always become aware. Pastor Carl said last week it's like a burning, like a fire shut up in his bones. He had this word, do you guys remember? That he had to come up here and stop worship and share that word and I mean the power of God hit when he shared it it was just a confirmation wow the Lord is here and he has something specifically for us and that's how you know it doesn't always we don't always get that and I would advise you not to wait for that to share the gospel because it already it's a commandment all over the Bible to do so however when you do feel that respond to it and obey Donald told me a testimony of when he was in Singapore and you were supposed to get off at a certain subway station and you didn't I don't even know if you remember that. as the very beginning of our dating. I don't know if I remember that either. And um, he was at Singapore for a missionary internship. And so he felt the Lord tell him to get off, get off the subway right here. And it was to go and talk to someone. And he didn't know who it was, but he just felt the Lord being like, get. And it was like that burning, like you have to, like, I don't even know why, but you have to get off. And he didn't. And I mean, he's in a different country, like. There's no way he can go find that and his my he's, sense
1: of direction is pretty low so yeah. I was like I don't know if this is God.
0: And he, you know, that stuck with him for years that he was like, I, "I did what did I miss? Like, Lord, please send someone else for that person. Whatever they needed to hear, whether it was whether they were a believer and needed encouragement, whether they were someone lost, please send someone else. Let's not miss it, guys. Let's be aware because we all miss it." there's many times that we're tired and we've been working and we've been working for the Lord and we're ready to to clock out. And I like that you use that term because um, when Eduardo was here, he said something. I was like, that's a really cool saying. I love all their sayings, so I just steal them all. If you want to be on God's payroll, win souls. If you want to be on God's payroll, work for him. Do the work of his ministry. The things that he wants done, do it. That's how you get paid by God. So, so, he will sustain us when we're in his will. Um, and so tonight we're meshing it all together. So right now we're going to accept tithes and offerings. If you guys want to give to soul winning, if you want to give into the, this church that is going out and doing outreaches, we did an outreach this morning. There's an outreach tomorrow night to go out and win souls. You want to be a part of that financially, you can do so now. If you have, write a check, write it out to RMI. Um, and you can bring it up here, and I'll pray. Jesus, I thank you, Father, that when we give to this church, we're not given to a man, we're not given to a building. We're given to you, Father, because we trust you with everything that you've given us. Father, we pray for increase in finances over this ministry and over the people who are giving now. We pray for increase in souls and increase in fruit in the ministry of this church and the ministry of everyone in this church we love you lord and it's in your name we pray amen
1: so chris spoke about earlier how if he would have talked to that guy and like used a script he feels like it might have gotten further he might have been able to lead him through salvation a little bit better so what we're going to do is we're going to hand out this script you don't have to say it word for word mainly because if you do they'll probably look at you funny because some of the words in here like whosoever if you tell somebody whosoever they might think it's quite strange,
0: but I'm going to hand these it's out. Your real personality, quick. Well, oh, Donald Dan might helps. say, whos- "Whosoever." He says "low" now in conversation, so <laughs> he's low. like, L- "Low! L- the light has turned red, and we must stop." <laughs> do what you do. I mean, if you want to say "whosoever," say "whosoever." So, um, yeah. Once everyone has one, if you want to use this exactly and verbatim, you go ahead and do it. But the way that we like to use it is an outline. Um, like I said, I had always heard, share your faith, share your faith. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm not ready. I, I don't know enough. Well, look, this little sheet is small enough. I think I, can, I think I can handle this. So this is such a simple way to learn how to share our faith. Mm-mm, that's it. We can print off more, though, for next week. So, um, because we just handed these out to you guys, me and Donald are going to read through it. And you can, first time, we're going to read through it exactly as it is on here.
1: Jen's going to be Holy Jen, and I'm going to be heathen, Donald.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Donald, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and that he has a wonderful plan for your life?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: I have a real quick but important question to ask you. Hmm. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? Of
1: course, because I'm a good person.
0: So it says, if yes, say great. Why would you say yes? But he already answered the question, so I don't have to do that. If they respond with anything but I have Jesus in my heart or something similar to that, proceed with a script. Or if they say no, I hope so, proceed with the script. So we're going to proceed. Let me quickly share with you, Donald, what the Holy Bible reads. It reads, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also reads, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever, right?
1: I am a whosoever. Of
0: course you are. (laughs) I'm going to say a quick prayer for you. Lord, bless Donald and his family with long and healthy lives. Jesus, make yourself real to him and do a quick work in his heart. If Donald has not yet received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, I pray he will do so now. Donald, if you would like to receive the gift that God has for you today, say this after me with your heart and your lips out loud. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin.
1: Forgive me of my sin. Wash
0: me and cleanse me.
1: Wash me and cleanse me.
0: Set me free. Set me free. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you that you died for me.
1: Thank you that you've died for me.
0: I believe that you are risen from the dead.
1: I believe that you are risen from the dead. And
0: that you're coming back again for me.
1: And that you are coming back again for me.
0: Fill me with your Holy Spirit.
1: Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me
0: a passion for the lost.
1: Give me a passion for the lost. A
0: hunger for the things of God.
1: A hunger for the things of God. And a
0: holy boldness to preach the gospel.
1: And a holy boldness to preach the gospel.
0: I'm saved. I am saved. I'm born again.
1: I am born again. I'm forgiven. I am forgiven. And I'm
0: on my way to heaven.
1: And I'm on my way to heaven. Because I
0: have Jesus in my heart.
1: Because I have Jesus in my heart.
0: Well, Donald, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you today that all of your sins are forgiven. Always remember to, to run to God and not from him because he loves you and has a great plan for her, your life. Do you have a home church?
1: No, I'm heathen, Donald. <laughs> but I am now saved. Here's a Thank river you. card.
0: Can I get your name and, uh, I mean, your phone number, and I can call you and maybe help you get a ride to church on Sunday? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Okay, that's the script. That's how it is word for word on here. I think I missed a few words, but you guys know. Now, we don't use it exactly like that because in real life, there are conversations. Um, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. So, um, we're going to do a few little demos for you guys. Um, bear with us <laughs> because they're sort of like planned, sort of not planned. So, um, Brian.
1: (laughs) So what we have is non-paid
2: actors.
1: (laughs) So we have three basic scenarios that usually happen whenever you're doing evangelism. Three basic areas that you're probably gonna evangelize. One is at work and or school. The other one is to your family or friends, and the other is at a grocery store, market, some sort like that. Myself and Brian will be playing the role of family members. He is unsaved. I am saved. And action. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you in a while.
2: I'm your family member. Uh,
1: uh. (laughs) We're a family that hugs, but we haven't seen each other in a while. Uh, But that's okay. So what have you been up to lately? I've been working. So what are your plans? Like, what are you planning to do with your work? Where are you planning to go with that?
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm on the fry cook right now, like at McDonald's. So maybe one day I'll cool. Cool. Uh, boss people around and cool, cool. be higher. Cool, 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 That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's cool. good that you have a plan for your life. But yeah. let me ask you a really important question. Okay. If you were to die today, do you know if you would make it to heaven? You have such big plans ahead of you. I mean, and you can gain the whole world through that. I mean, but I, I don't want you to lose yourself in the process.
2: <laughs> that was really holy. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I, I, I went to church. Like, you invited me to church, like, like, a year ago, and it was cool. So uh, it was cool messages and stuff. Like, they cool speaking.
1: Well, the Bible so. talks about the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus, believing him in your heart and confessing him with your mouth as your Lord and your Savior. Okay. Do you want to do that right now? Uh... If you have any reservations, I understand, because everyone has sinned. Everyone has fallen short. Nobody is able to reach up to God. Nobody can get to him. But his son died for us so that we can be saved and go to heaven.
2: Well, I definitely don't want to be where I want to be. Okay. So that sounds great. Okay, so I'm going to pray for
1: you and just repeat after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask that you come into my heart. I ask that you come into my heart. You fill me up with your Holy Spirit. You
2: fill me up with your Holy Spirit.
1: You give me your plans for the for my life.
2: You give me your plans for my life.
1: Lord, give me a holy boldness.
2: Lord, give me a holy boldness. To
1: share the gospel.
2: To share the gospel.
1: No matter where I go.
2: No matter where I go. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. And
1: I'm going to heaven.
2: And I'm going to heaven.
1: Because I have Jesus in my heart. Because
2: I have Jesus in my heart.
1: You know what just happened?
2: I just received Jesus into my heart.
1: Boom! Yeah, you did. Okay, and cut. End scene.
0: Okay, so that was a little more like comfortable, right? Like we can do that. That's just chatting up a brother, like catching up, seeing Fry what's cook, going Brian. on. Fry cook Brian, I love him, man. We should catch up with him later. Okay, um, next, Chris. I'm used to you sitting over there. I'm like calling you. Can you come over here? Chris is my coworker. And his family is going through uh, some rough times. Oh, wait, how do we share this mic we're gonna do? Okay, so me and Chris are having lunch and he's sharing the the tragedy of what's going on in his family's life. Hey, Jed. Hey, Chris, what's up?
3: Uh, You know, nothing, just uh, my parents disowned me. (laughs) Wait, what? I said my parents disowned me.
0: Why'd they do that?
3: I don't know. I guess they just, uh, it's a long story. <laughs> Family tragedy, I don't know. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I've got a sick home. Okay, no, forget that. Rewind. Okay, I have, my uncle Sorry, is guys. Sick. We have to, like, re-script it here. Okay, sorry. Just happened to Specific
0: off. scenarios, sorry. Rewind it. Okay. That might actually So Your parents disowned you, but what else is, I mean, is there a reason, something rough in your family going on?
3: Well, my uncle's uh, very sick, and I don't know. It just kind of makes me wonder, you know, where do we go when we die, you know? and what happens? Well, you know, I can share with you what happens. How, How would you know that?
0: Well, the Bible really lays it out. Like, I'm not telling you because I think... You know, I figured it out because I didn't. Okay. But in the Bible, it says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That, that puts us in a bad place. Yeah. And sin leads to death. So that yeah. puts us in a bad place. But the gift of God is eternal life. And okay. whoever calls on the name of Jesus will be saved and can get that gift of eternal life. It's that simple. You think so? Yeah. The Bible says it. So, I mean, why... You know, why would it be any more complicated than that?
3: I don't know. Bible's long.
0: <laughs> but that was simple, right?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: What do you think? Do you maybe want to, like, make that commitment today?
3: I don't know. What do you? Ha- I mean, how do you even do that? I mean, All
0: you have to do is confess Jesus with your heart, with your lips. Make him Lord of your life. All you have to do is accept the free gift of salvation, and you have the gift of eternal life, heaven forever with Jesus. And your oh. uncle can have it, too. for everybody
3: like for free it's for free for real yeah for real wow
0: so I'm gonna say a prayer and you repeat after me okay first let me pray for you and then I'll get you to repeat after me Jesus I thank you for Chris father I thank you that you have put us at work together I thank you that he is an excellent worker and that I've gotten to know him through this workplace father I pray for his family I pray that you heal them. I pray that you heal his parents and that he would be welcome back in his family unit. And I ask that you do a quick work in his heart right now. And that if he hasn't accepted you as his Lord and Savior already, that he would do so now and his life would forever be changed. So, Chris, if you want to accept salvation, repeat after me. Say, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Forgive me of my sins.
3: Forgive me of my sins. Thank you. Thank you for dying for me, for dying for me. I believe I believe you
0: are coming back again.
3: You're coming back again.
0: And I want you to come into my heart.
3: And I want you to come into my heart right now, right now as my Lord, as my Lord, I accept
0: you as my Savior.
3: I accept you as my Savior.
0: Fill me with your spirit.
3: Fill me with your spirit.
0: And train me in the ways of you
3: and train me in the ways of you.
0: I am saved. I'm saved. I am born again.
3: I'm born again. And I'm on
0: my way to heaven.
3: And I'm on my way to heaven. Because I
0: have Jesus in my heart.
3: Because I have Jesus in my heart.
0: Amen. Do you know wow. what you just did?
3: I feel really good.
0: That's awesome. That's because you didn't just say words. When you accept Jesus into your heart, you literally accept him into your heart, and now his spirit lives inside of you. Isn't that awesome?
3: Yeah, I feel that.
0: Yeah. All wow. of your sins, even if you tried to remind God of them right now, he would not be able to find them. They're gone. He's washed them away. Uh-huh. And now you will go to heaven forever. Wow. And you know what? This is for everybody. So you can share this with your uncle who's sick. If he's scared, if he doesn't know what, what happened, you can do with him exactly what we just did. Okay. Hey, why don't you come to church with me tomorrow and you can learn more about it? Okay. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. And then I'll keep this. So that was another example. And then I have one more. I have to use that again because I have Fran coming. I know. I just didn't want it to scare okay. you. Um, so is this seeming more palatable? Yeah. Be honest. You feel like you guys can do this. You don't have to do it like we're doing it. I'm just showing you there's many different ways to do it. Last but not least, a stranger. So Fran, come up. She's gonna be my stranger.
1: It's. She's not strange because she's Asian. I just <laughs> want to point that
0: out there. You <laughs> had to say that. So we're in Walmart. She's got her little Walmart vest, and she's working.
2: Oh, right. Okay.
0: <laughs> hey, I really like your dress. Did you get it here? Oh um, yeah. Uh, well, do you still not, have not, it? Not in Walmart. But oh. Somewhere else. Oh okay. Yeah. I love it. I might have to get me one like that.
2: Oh thanks. Yeah. How are you doing today? Um, I'm all right. Um, you know. Meh. What,
0: what? Why meh?
2: I don't. I don't know. Just, I have a daughter at home, and she's doesn't like to sleep.
0: Oh. Well, hey, I want to pray for you. Yeah, sure. Okay, what's yeah. your name? Fran. Fran. Jesus, I pray that you bless Fran. I thank you that she has been blessed with the gift of life and that she has a wonderful miracle in her life, a little baby. Father, I ask that you would miraculously give that baby peace. So that Fran can be a wonderful mother and get rest. That she would be at peace because she would be able to rest. Father, thank you for blessing her with that. I ask that right now you touch Fran and give her enormous energy, miraculous energy. I ask that you touch her heart. You do a quick work in her heart. And if she doesn't know you personally as her Lord and Savior, that she would decide to make you Lord of her life right now. So, Fran, have you ever heard that Jesus really loves you and has a plan for your life? Really? Yeah. And your baby girl, too. He has amazing plans for you. What? Let me ask you this. Mm. Do you know, like, if something were to happen today, Mm. do you know where you would go? I mean, I guess, but... Would you be in heaven? I mean, sure. Well, let me share with you what the Bible says. Okay. It says that everybody sinned and fallen short. We all make mistakes. And the the punishment for sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And the way we get that gift is we call on the name of his son, Jesus. Is that simple? It's that simple. Do you want to do that today? You can make him Lord of your life. He can fill you, and he can give you, like, resources in heaven that don't make sense here. Like, you might not get sleep with your baby girl, but you'll be walking around with peace and full of energy. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I would like that. Okay. Well, repeat after me, Okay. We're going to pray this prayer of dedication to Jesus. Okay. Okay. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me Mm -hmm. of my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. I make you today. I make you today. The Lord of my life. The Lord of my life. And I pledge to serve you. And I pledge to serve you. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. And all the resources of heaven. And all the resources of heaven. I want to depend on you.
2: I want to depend on you.
0: No longer depending on myself.
2: No longer depending on myself. Amen. Amen.
0: So now you are filled with the spirit of heaven.
2: Wow. I... I feel lighter. Yeah, you
0: know, I do. All I've the cares of the world yeah. kind of yeah, because you're not just of this world. I mean, you're not just of the, yeah, you're not of this world. You're actually of heaven. Wow. And God has a plan. He had a plan for this moment right now. That's awesome. So, I believe, friend, your life's going to be different from here on out. Thank you. Hey, would would are you live around here? Um yeah, you work at walmart so i guess I you guess, would i guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah um I you wanna come the corner to, you want to come to church with me on sunday um I, got, I gotta let me check my shift okay yeah yeah i'm free okay cool yeah, I can well let me let me get your phone number and i can text you and remind you yeah. and text you the address okay awesome okay cool
1: so just a funny story the other night at teen night Someone was sharing about how they evangelized someone. I wouldn't suggest doing this, but he was at the mall, and he went up to a guy next to the railing, and he was like, hey, if I pushed you over the railing and you died right now, do you know where you'd go? And the guy was just kind of like, what? <laughs> Anywho. Don't do that. Don't do that. Category. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, okay. well, because Not he told that way. story,
0: <clears throat> um, who knows Kevin Ray? your hand okay he's like top evangelist like if i were somebody would immediately be like name an evangelist i would immediately say kevin ray he told us a story that like he just flopped guys like it just like crash sometimes we just get awkward things happen you know whatever but what's the power of god the gospel is my smoothness the the power of god no it surely is not praise the lord so um he was trying to like share with this lady in the drive-thru smoothie king which i mean that's straight up, like, you got two minutes, you know what I'm saying, so he's, like, he's probably like, has anyone ever told you, <laughs> like, really, you know, trying to get it out, you got, like, two minutes, um, I don't, it just went awkward, he didn't really, they didn't really say exactly what was said, but it was just super awkward, and, and Rachel was there, and she was like, <laughs> like, she was gonna try to, like, chime in, and, like, help, and be a part, she was like, I literally, I don't even know what to say like I don't even know how to save this like interaction right now like it's just so awkward like what do we do and so um anyway I guess the two minutes is up and so you know they didn't get anywhere and so Kevin has to drive off I mean it's a drive-through but he wants to like I guess I don't know say something like to her like encourage her, like encourage kind of her before he leaves so you know what he's imagining in his head is he's like okay well have a good day like <laughs> but what he did was Like, he literally, like, as if he thought, like, his thumb was the judge of how well he had done. Like, he couldn't bear to put his thumb all the way up. Like, he didn't think he deserved that. So he literally just went. And then, like, he just drove away. And Rachel was like. (laughs) She was like, you just did this. So now it's like the thing in the church that if you go out and you try to witness to someone. I say go out. It could be on the streets downtown. It could be in your neighborhood. It could be to your mom. It could be to your children. It could be to someone you know, someone you don't know. If it gets awkward, you're not alone. If it doesn't go how you plan, you're not alone. If you didn't see the fruit that you wanted to see, it's okay. Because you know what? Convincing them is not our burden. And convincing them is not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to obey the Lord. And he says, go out and be my witnesses. He says, freely you've given, I mean, freely you've received, freely give. So if we obey on our part, he'll take care of the rest. We don't have to be beaten down because we felt awkward or it didn't go where we wanted it to go. And if it does, just come talk to your buddies and be like, just walk in and be like, man. (laughs) And we'll all know, we'll be like, it's okay, man, it's okay, you know, we'll cheer you up we'll laugh about it. Um, it ain't nothing but a chicken wing, as Pastor would say. I had to say it. I had to. I just had to say it. Um,
1: so not only is convincing someone not really our job, but debating with people is not our job. No, it is not. <laughs> Apologetics does not really work well. You just, like, go in circles over and over again if you try, like, debating their um, their stance on something. So the best thing to do is just try to keep on track with this beautiful little piece of paper. Keep it
0: simple. Stick to the core.
3: The Holy Bible. Yeah. Just,
2: just,
3: yeah. <laughs> you can skip the whole debate. Yeah.
0: So, exactly. So, um, I want to say this, though. If they have a genuine question, like, let me share with you what the Hol- Holy Bible reads. The Bible says that all have sinned. And they're like, wait, how do you know that I've sinned? You don't know me. And they're not like defensive and they're not trying to debate, they're genuinely asking. You don't want to just rush through this thing for the sake of being like, yeah, I got somebody saved. Like, that's not what it's about. Um, We need to discuss with them. Am I skipping ahead or am I right on track? Yeah, I'm right on track. Woo. This was planned well. God wants us to have a dialogue in soul winning, not a monologue. A dialogue, not a monologue. And I heard this quote when I was younger, and uh, it stuck with me forever. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So if you just go up to someone and you just, it's very clear, you just be like, you know, basically this is a survey and I get like a pat on the back if I get people to finish this survey. If you treat it like that, they don't, they're not going to be interested, you know. I'm just someone you're trying to manipulate to, to get a pat on the back or, you know, a, a, a score or something. That's not, you're not just trying to get through this and, and, and hurry up and just hope that they, I mean, or it could take long, whatever. Get through this so that they give you the response you want that's not what it's about so if they have genuine questions I mean don't just disregard that and be like okay okay well let's just let's just go through this though you know like you don't have to do that no if you judge their heart if they're debating and it's all about proving you wrong okay let's not get into that try to stick to the script and if they won't have it and they keep trying to debate you just say okay man well God bless you you know I don't have all the answers but God bless you I pray God reveals to you his sh- the fullness of his character. You know, whatever. Just bless them. Be, be nice. You don't have to be pushy with any of this. This is not, the fact that we have a passion for the lost does not mean that we're pushy. It means, means that we have a passion for the lost. It means that we're doing this because we truly care for them. Um, sorry. This is what Paul was talking about when he said in 1 Corinthians 9.22, if we can have that up there. Again, we're back at the God wants a dialogue, not a monologue. Paul said, Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. So we're not just, you know, spouting out this script. It's not this legalistic thing, you know, to to, to get them into the kingdom of God, because that's it's honestly it's not gonna work if it's not genuine. We need to try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything we can to save some. Sometimes that means, wow, man, your plans at McDonald's are great. I support you. I mean, what are good brothers supposed to do? You support each other. What if it's a stranger and they're complaining about their job and you're thinking, I've been praying for a job and I don't have one. Maybe just spend some time talking, man, you're so blessed to have a job, wow just talk to them. What do they need? What are they hungry for? You know, Chris, in our example, he was rejected by his family and his family was was in shambles. Like his, you know, his uncle was dying and it was making him think like, what happens after this? You know, I'm not going to just skip his hurt and disregard his feeling just to go through this. We need to to listen, we need to be in love, and we need to do everything we can to find common ground to try to save them. Not for our good, but for the good of their own soul.
1: And just as Chris said, if people try to debate, you can skip parts. So it's not about saying things verbatimly. What it's really about is getting certain principles from this paper into your heart, so that no matter what situation you're in or no matter who you are speaking with, you can just spout those principles out. And if you don't memorize any other scriptures in the Bible, memorize the principles with these scriptures so that you can share the gospel yeah, in it, a way of excellence.
0: It's only three scriptures. So it makes it, I'm telling you, it makes it so simple. And um, I say four points, but three scriptures because two of the points are in one. Um, so the reason that, guys, we give you this and the reason that we believe in this is because when we were in Cambodia, it was the first time I ever went out soul winning. Like, I shared my faith, but not with a lot of direction. Like, I just was, would talk about a bunch of stuff, but I don't know that I really got to the core of, like, salvation. You need to make a decision. You know what I mean? What's going to happen? And so, um, this was, I mean, this was bilingual, you know? So, we were going out soul winning, but I was a little overwhelmed with the dual language situation. And so, Um, I talked to this girl and she was like, yeah, uh, that sounds great, I would like that. And so she prayed a prayer with me for salvation and then I walked away and I was like, I never once said anything about forgiveness of sins. She never repented of any of her sin and I just told her she was saved. Cool. (laughs) So this is why we like this. Just get a little outline in your mind because you are gonna be conversating with these people and you might you know, get a couple lines down and then you might steer off and they start telling you about the church they used to go to and their mama and their auntie and all this stuff. And then you come back and you want to walk away from that conversation thinking, I just misled them. I forgot to tell them about forgiveness of sin. You know, like I missed the whole part. So this is why we love to use this as an outline. So I'll give you the quick outline. You have the script, but basically this is what is involved. First of all, Jesus loves you and has a great plan for your life. Second of all, Do you know where you'd go if you died today? Now, when we taught the teens this, they were like, I don't like that question. I fully understand. It's very confrontational. And you don't have to say it like that. You don't have to say if you were to die today. You can say if something happened, if something happened to you, do you know where you'd go after this life?
1: Like the guy from church. He went up to the guy and said, if I push you (laughs) off the rail right now. Please don't.
0: (laughs) Please don't do it like that. (laughs) Please don't. Um, You can say, you know, do you know what's life after this? Do you know what it is? Do you know where you'll be? And it might seem like a very um, intrusive question, but guys, we have to get them thinking about eternity. Yeah. Because people are not thinking about eternity. What you got?
3: And if, if you just ask very politely, I don't, then people really don't take offense to it. hmm Yeah.
0: They're re- usually intrigued. Like, what? What is, why are you asking me this question? Like, interest? you know, where is this going to go? And a lot of people say, yes, I'll go to heaven because I'm a good person.
1: Sometimes they just give you their ear if you confidently do it. Because they're just like, huh, someone just confidently asked me a question that nobody asks me. Mm-hmm.
0: So the reason is to get them thinking about what they weren't thinking about already. Because <clears throat> usually aren't people aren't thinking about what's going to happen after this life unless you're at a funeral or... Something bad is going on. So get them thinking about eternity. And then the four points, which are only three scriptures, but four points, everyone has sinned. Sin leads to death. The gift of God is eternal life. And to get that gift, you just have to call on the name of Jesus and you're saved. Those are the four points. Those are the four main points of salvation. There are other scriptures that you can use to explain, but these are just the four that are picked for this little outline here. And then you pray for their life. You step in, you pray. If you, a, a great way to get, the, you know, get conversation started is to ask for prayer. Today we went out on an outreach and we went throughout a neighborhood and we just knocked on doors. And we said, hey, we're from the River Church and we're just out here praying for our community.
1: Which, by the way, if you plan to go door to door, the first day of the LSU season probably isn't the best <laughs> day to do it. A lot of people weren't home. Just,
0: uh, um, and people are usually not opposed to prayer. And if they don't want it, they'll just say no. They're not offended. So we just said, hey, we're out here praying for our community, and we wanted to see if you had any prayer needs. And a lot of people were like, yeah, you could pray for this, so we'd pray for that. And sometimes if they were open, you know, if they were kind of like, okay, I'm going to get back to cutting my lawn, you know, whatever, cool, great. We just prayed for them. Like, and as we walk away, Lord, touch them. But if they were open and really interested and into this conversation, hey, Jesus loves you. You know that. Jesus loves you so much and has a plan for your life. And then you can lead them to the Lord. We had people that did that too. So when you pray for them, something that's so powerful, and sometimes we don't realize the power because it's our own lips and our own words, but we are calling upon the mighty living God to do a work in this person's life. Most of our example people said, wow, I feel different. I feel light. You know we giggle because we know this is fake right now. This is scripted. But I can't tell you how many times I've actually heard that. Because we prayed, Lord, do a quick work in them. I pray that they encounter you. If they have not made you their Lord and Savior, I pray they do so now. I mean, this is God's will. We are asking God for things he already wants. Why would he not respond? And so many people say, wow, I feel such a peace. Wow, I feel such a joy. I need to tell this testimony. There was a guy in Cambodia, again this is bilingual, even the ones who know English, sometimes it's a little broken, but this guy knew English. So we were um, leading him through something like this <coughs> and he prayed the prayer with us. And it's this why this is why it's so important, especially if people of different cultures or people who were not, we're in the Bible Belt, almost everyone is, been to a church sometime in their life or knows about it, but in places, I don't know, like New York or California or a different country where maybe people are not exposed to it, it's so important after you pray that prayer, do you know what just happened? Or on the script is, as a minister of the gospel, I tell you your sins are forgiven. But the way I like to say it is, do you know what just happened? And he said, no, I don't know what just happened. And we were like, you're forgiven every sin? He was like, I don't understand. I don't know what it means. And me and Don were like, what? what did we do wrong you know we're so, we're ready to like go up and be like <laughs> <laughs> like we were so excited and then like it was like nope nothing that you thought happened to actually happened we're like oh no and so i'm literally like okay i'm about to walk away here like this man can't even understand me does he not understand english but he's talking really great english what's going on why does he not understand so i was getting ready i was like my mind was going thinking how am i going to explain him this again simpler and while i'm thinking he says wait I get it now, and he started preaching to us. Y'all, this is a Cambodian guy, has never read the Bible, has never owned the Bible. I only quoted three scriptures, very, very loosely rephrased, and he started preaching things to us that he had never heard in his whole life. The Holy Spirit truly did a quick work in his heart and downloaded truth into him that he was never told, that he had never read, that he had never studied. The gospel is the power of God. Our only responsibility, our responsibility is not to get people saved. Our responsibility is to go and obey the Lord and present the gospel and let the gospel be the power of God. That's it. It doesn't have to be this, go knocking on strangers doors, although it can be. It doesn't have to be this very formal, let me follow, you know, to the T this script. Just know, know the major points of salvation and let the gospel be the power of God to your friends, to your family, to your coworkers. The last thing in the outline is get their information and connect them with the church. Because guys, once saved is not always saved. And so we don't want these people accepting Jesus into their heart and then never knowing anything else about him and just going on with their life as if it was normal and then losing that relationship with the Lord, thinking they're on their way to heaven when they've turned their back on the Lord. They need to be in a body of Christ. I couldn't do this on my own, could you? We don't want them to have to do it on their own. And a lot of times it might be intimidating if they've been hurt by the church or they've never been to a church before. So invite them. And another thing about inviting people to church, what if you go and you're like, I'm about to lead this person through the outline, I'm about to get this person saved, I'm so pumped, and then it's like, for whatever reason, they're not as talkative or whatever. There is no, God does not have to work through a script. You can invite that person to church and they can get saved in the church. You can say, hey, Chris is having an event at his house tonight. How about you come with me? I bet you'd really like Chris. And then maybe Chris shares the gospel. There are so many ways to get people into relationship with Jesus. So that's the, that's the quick outline
1: So if we remember, Jen was talking about Eduardo's phrase that, what was it, the currency of heaven is souls. So where Eduardo got this was from Psalms chapter 2, verse 8. And it says, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen, which is lost souls, for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, that's a more traditional version. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for, their inher- for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. Mm-hmm. God wants us to bring people with us to heaven. Like, he doesn't want anyone to go to hell because it wasn't made for man. It wasn't made for woman. It was made for the devil and his angels.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's why, they talk, that's why Jen was talking about plundering hell, because it was never made for man. So all we're doing is we're just trying to lead them back to where we were supposed to go.
0: So, um, you know, the Bible talks about how in heaven there'll be mansions and we're storing up treasures for ourselves. And we talked about the currency of heaven is not gold. It's nothing but souls. And so I just imagine us going up.
1: Not gold, souls. Yeah, (laughs) not gold, souls. You mean to make that
0: right? No, I didn't mean to make that right. So um, I just imagine us getting to heaven and we're like going house shopping. I don't even know if we ever would. God probably has it all planned for us. But we're like, you know, trying to get our house and everything. We're like, how many souls you got? Like, this one costs 300,000 souls. You're like, oh, I only have 298,000. Like, I guess I'll go walk down the street. You Those know what last I mean? Like, two people, what Yeah, for real. Um, souls is the currency of heaven, you guys. And we spend so much time earning wealth to have nice houses and to take care of people and to eat good food and to look nice here. But what about the currency that's going to last us for eternity? Don't you want to have a nice house in heaven? Don't you want to be living living a life in heaven?
1: Don't you want like a window that has a view of the sun? S U S O N, not S U N. Like you just look out and you just see Jesus, and you're like, yeah, this was a good, this was a good buy. This was a great buy. So we got Because gotta you take, had enough money.
0: Yeah, we gotta take care of what we gotta take care of on earth. We gotta feed our families. We gotta do what we gotta do to get by. But we should be thinking about storing up treasures in heaven. And we, lo- you know, that's such a pretty scripture, and I love it, but think of it literally, storing up treasures in heaven, like you're literally putting money in your heavenly bank account, so that when you move there one day, you'll have all the resources you need, all the souls. The currency of heaven is souls, and so, I don't know, I just kind of imagine that. So, uh, we did this a few years back, uh, and I just kind of want to reinstate it again. Everyone win one. If every, if every person in this church, one one person to the lord by next week i don't know one two three four five six seven eight nine 18 people 18 new people would be in the kingdom of god by next saturday we feel like it you know it's so difficult but if everyone won one person 18 would be in the kingdom we would grow the kingdom we would populate heaven by 18 more people just here with our small group here today now i'm not even going to challenge you to go win Someone, because again, we don't, we can't convince someone. We can't decide for them. We can't make them decide. I'm challenging you this, share your faith with at least one person this week. Memorize the script, memorize these main points. Again, the four main scripture points, all have sinned, sin leads to death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Whoever calls in the name of Jesus will be saved. Share the joy of your salvation with somebody else. What would you say if I said, I'm gonna give you each? $10,000 today and you have to go give it to someone. Would you hesitate or would you be excited? Oh, I can't wait to bless this person with $10,000. This is so much better than $10,000. This is eternity in heaven. And even right now, you are set for life. It doesn't matter what happens to the economy. It doesn't matter what happens natural disasters. It doesn't matter what happens around you. <clears throat> they have the stability, Of the living God on their side. This is the best gift we could give to them. So everyone win one. Everyone go share your faith with at least one person this week and like Donald said, it might be scary at first. What they said this morning, courage is not the absence of fear, courage is doing it in spite of your fear. And a passion may not be there until you start to do it and the first time you see fruit. What if, they don't, what if they don't want it, but what if they do? I'm telling you, it's like walking on clouds. It's like you think you're proud of your daughter because she just accomplished something that you've helped her accomplish. Wait till you just got a, a soul into the kingdom of God and you feel God's heart. That he just, all of heaven is roaring because another soul has been snatched from hell. God's like, that's my son, and he was going to hell, and it was wrong, and he shouldn't have been there, and he's with us now. Yes, everyone's cheering. Heaven roars for every single soul. Man, that's a high like no other. That's like you're walking on clouds. Like, yes, I don't care how many no's I get. I don't care how many rejections I get. I'll go through 3,000 if I can get one person to know Jesus like I know Jesus. Anyway, so we're gonna end it. With um, a declaration.
1: What we're gonna do is. Hello? Haha. So, what we're gonna do is we're basically going to quote the Great Commission, but take it for ourselves. Because one way to help you build a passion is to remind you what you need to do. So, everyone repeat after me. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me
0: all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me
1: therefore therefore I will go and make disciples
0: I will go and make disciples of
1: all nations of all
0: nations
1: baptizing them in the name
0: baptizing them in the name
1: of the Father
0: of the Father
1: and of the Son
0: and of the Son and
1: of the Holy Spirit
0: and of the Holy Spirit
1: and teaching them to obey everything
0: and teaching them to obey everything
1: He has commanded me
0: He has commanded me
1: and surely and surely. He will be with me.
0: He will be with me. Always. Always.
1: To the very end of the age.
0: To the very end of the age.
1: So if you go and do that every morning, like if you wake up every morning and just quote that, reminding yourself of that, you're going to start being like, yeah, that's that's my job. That's my job. I'm not I'm not just somebody that, I don't know, sells clothing at a department store. This is my job. And it's really good to understand what our actual job is.
0: And we all have way more in us than we think that we have. So if there's anyone in here thinking, okay, they're preaching this, but they just don't know, you know, they think I know more than I do, and I just really am not prepared to do this, I'm telling you, the King of Kings would trust you to go and share what happened to you and your salvation three seconds after it happened. And I'm pretty confident every person in here has been saved longer than three seconds. It's just like trying a, a drink and saying, "Hey, this you know new flavor of Coke is so good, try it." Well, why should I trust you? Because I just drink it and it's good, so try it. <laughs> That's it's that simple, you know. Hey, this is it changed my life, and it gave me a security for eternity. Try it. You you are you interested? That's all it is. It's not intrusive. It's not offensive. Like Chris said, it will never hurt anyone. It will only give them the opportunity. I was a, I was seeking, I just want to share a quick testimony before we finish. I was seeking the Lord as long as I can remember. My whole life I was seeking Jesus, specifically Jesus, my whole life. But when I was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13 years of age, if something would have happened to me, I would have gone to hell. Would that be fair? I was seeking Jesus, but I didn't know that I had to make a decision for him to be Lord of my life. I sought him, but I did—I never said forgive me of my sin. I never said be Lord of my life. The Bible says that you have to make him Lord and Savior of your life, call upon his name. I'd never done that, I never called upon his name. I just wanted to please him but I didn't understand how to do it. What about the people who are so hungry, but no one's told them? Who's gonna tell them? We think so many things in the world are unfair, but that is so unfair. Last night we played a game with the teenagers and it was amazing. Man, the spirit of God was all over that game. We just thought it was gonna be fun, but it was an evangelism game and uh, the kids were blindfolded and there were a few witnesses that had to go tell them the gospel and periodically, people's numbers were called. And when their numbers were called, if they had not been, their blindfold hadn't been taken off yet, they had to go to hell because they had never received Jesus as their Lord. And if, if they had been saved, if they had given their hearts to Jesus, they went to heaven. But the kids saw how we don't know how much time there is left. And one guy was talking to his cousin and was like, hey, here, 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 here. And so the little dude went and confessed his faith and they got his blindfold taken off and the red mark on his hand, which signified being covered by Jesus' blood. And right when Donald put the red mark on his hand, his number was called and he died in the game. And that teenager said, that was so close. That was so close. And the revelation that teenager got, we don't know how much time we have left. And y'all, some, one of the things that touched me the most was that one girl started realizing what was going on. She had her blindfold on. She was sitting in the back. She started screaming, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Why won't anybody tell me? I need Jesus. Where are y'all at? Come talk to me. I need Jesus. And y'all started crying. How many people are out there doing that? But they just don't know. Because we're too scared to tell them we have a well of living water in us. I was that person, I need Jesus, I need Jesus. And I would ask questions. And people would tell me to the best of their ability. But it wasn't until I was 14 years old, I realized you have to make a decision. You have to give your life to him. You don't just go to heaven because you were raised in church. You don't just go to heaven because you, you, you wanna please God. You have to confess him as your Lord and savior. We have such a high calling and high purpose. And there's so much in us. There's so much in us, if we would just open our mouths. So be a witness by what you do, for sure. But trust me, I was not smart enough to watch what someone did and just know to come up and be like, hey, there's something different about you. Can you tell me how to get what's different about you?
1: Why, yes, I am saved. I have Jesus (laughs) in my heart.
0: (laughs) That would be great. And, you know, maybe sometimes people, you know, are like, man, you got joy. How do you have so much joy? And that opens, you know. But we can't just rely on that. We've got to open our mouths. The Bible says we have the power of life and death in our tongues. And that's what it means. We have the power to send people to eternal life when they're headed for eternal death. And it's unfair because they were never meant to have eternal death. So I'm going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that you created heaven for us. I thank you that your plan has always been good for our life, has always been prosperous, and has always been successful. You did not create hell for us. You did not make any provisions or any plan for your creation, for your children to have to go there in separation from you forever. Father, I thank you that you have drawn everyone in this room to yourself and that we are saved and we are in relationship with you and we have a confidence that we will be with you in eternity and we have a confidence that you are with us now. Father, I pray that you fill us with your spirit. I pray that the fire of God would fall on every single person here. Give us your heart. Give us your heart for souls. I pray we wouldn't see it as a program, but it would become a passion because we get your heart. Your heart becomes our heart. I pray that as we talk to our friends, we would just hear your voice, your whisper in our head saying, I want them. I want her. I love her and she doesn't know me. Tell her about me. I want to, I long to be close to her, but she won't even talk to me and she won't even listen because she doesn't know how to talk to her. Father, I pray that you would whisper, I pray you would give us an urging like Pastor Carl had last week to share that word, that it would be a fire shut up in our bones and even if we miss it, that we would turn the car around like Chris did and go and fulfill your call and be obedient to what you call us to do. Father, I ask that everyone in here would see fruit that would create a a passion that would never burn out for souls to plunder hell and to populate heaven. Father, I pray that no one in here's family would not be in heaven. I pray that every person in here, that they would share with their family, and I pray that they will be able to spend eternity in heaven with you, with their family. They'll bring them all with them. Father, I thank you for the honor you've given us and trusting us with the power of your gospel. And I praise you, Lord. I praise you that although you've given me the honor to serve you and obey you, that you have not made it, rely on me. That it is not on my shoulders, but it is your gospel that is the power. I thank you that you are higher than me. Your ways are higher than me and you are not hindered by my personality. You're not hindered by my awkwardness at times. You are not hindered by my hesitations or my hiccups. I praise you that the gospel is the power of God and you've given us all the tools that we need to serve you. So Father, I ask that as everyone in here goes out and shares their faith this week, that they would get your heart for people, that they would get your heart for souls and that we would see fruit. And We would come back next week with stories and excitement as heaven roars to accept all the new witnesses that are part of the kingdom. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Um, I hope this helped. You know, we, we, a lot of times it's broad, but I hope this simple outline helped you guys. I hope it was encouraging. I hope it was challenging. Um, you guys are dismissed. And remember, next Saturday is Family Saturday, so bring a dish.
1: And bring your problem like problem children, problem family (laughs) members, and put them on Carl for him to preach to them and help them get salvation. Like, if you don't want to do it yourself, bring them here. They get free food, and that's what will entice them in. And then the gospel will just
3: touch them.
0: Invite them to Family Saturday. Love you guys.